Hello, everyone, and welcome to your Uncle's Beach House, episode 34. I'm Jackson. I'm joined by M, as usual. Anime time! It's anime time, and uh, we're joined by a guest. Hi, everyone. I'm Austin Ramsey. Hello. And uh, we're here to... uh, have We've watched an anime. You've brought us an anime. What have you brought us to watch? I have brought you the first 15 episodes of Gren Lagan to watch. The... uh, 2007 Gainax show um, that everyone rightly calls a studio trigger show because this is all those people left and kept <laughs> making this shit. Uh, I really, and- I like, you know, we watched Die Buster. That's a, that's a Gainax show, but like, this feels so like in between like Kill a Kill and Die Buster is this show, and it still yes. leans more towards Trigger to the point where like every time I'm like, Trigger, ah, oh, shit, Gainax, whatever, who cares? Same thing. <laughs> this yep. Yes. Yeah, that was basically why I wanted you two to get started on this show, is to complete the design lineage, starting with Gunbuster and going through to Kill a Kill, since you'd seen everything else. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, this is, you know, uh, directed by Hiroyuki Imaishi and uh, written by Kazuki Nakashima. Uh, yeah, and... Uh, definitely is uh, in the long lineage of Gainax ripping off Get a Robo. I promise before the next time we do this, we cover the end of the show, I'm going to read Get a Robo. I got to do it. It's embarrassing <laughs> that I have not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I watched a YouTube video about Get a Robo, like, completely just by chance, unrelated me, unrelatedly. It was just in my suggested videos, and I was like, oh, maybe I should check this out. Unfortunately, the YouTube video did not sell me on the show at all. It was just like... Yeah, it's a Go Go Nagai Super Robot video. It's good, but didn't say anything about why it's good. <laughs> oh, well, thankfully, that means the manga is going to be like three volumes. So I can, if I focus, <laughs> I can read in a week, but I need to actually just do it. Yeah, I have the manga downloaded that I would like to read soon. Apparently, it wasn't actually really written by Go Nagai. It was written by the other mangaka who was working on it. Just Ooh, uh, yes. Nagai started, kicked things off, I guess. Um, so. Yes, no, that's that's uh, what I understand. Is it's like <laughs> going to guy produced? <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I'm not 100 percent sure, but yeah, I, that's oh, uh, Kenny Shikawa. Yeah, Kenny I mean, Shikawa, yeah. Shikawa worked with him on like a bunch of stuff, so that's not surprising to me. Yep. Uh, but yeah, we watched the first uh, 15 episodes, the first arc of um, Going the Gun. Uh, we'll finish it uh, some point later. Uh, but for now, this is what we're watching. 
And we've all yeah. seen it. Where do we want to begin? Do you want to summarize the show? Jackson, what's the plot of Gurren Lagann? Oh, why do I have to do this? Okay. Well, the plot of Gurren Lagann is that uh, Simon is a boy who lives in a village uh, underground. And he uh, spends his time drilling, uh, as many boys in the village are drilling, and they drill down to find space to expand the village. But uh, Simon is like the best driller in the village, and he one day. I'm going to interrupt you for a second. you watch the you watch the subs of this, right? I watch the dubs. This is the one yes. time I was like, I'm gonna watch a dub. Um, they call him Simon in mine, oh, and not Simon. Fuck, my dad's name is Simon. <laughs> I wasn't gonna say anything, but I like, also oh, watched Ma- the dub. There's an app called so. Simon. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> this anime protagonist is called Simon. I assume in the Japanese is also Simon, but I don't know. I didn't watch. Yes, yes, they are. They are saying uh, Simon. Uh, but, uh, like, I didn't know how that would be, like, translated, right? Like, it's, he's no, called I Simon. Think I think that's just, uh, yeah, no, Simon. Okay, so Simon, that's way better. feel way better about that. When he's drilling one day, he comes across uh, a small drill that is, like, a little bit of treasure he keeps. And also, he comes across a massive face, uh, which we learn one day, learn later is a miniature gunman. Uh, he uses his miniature gunman to fight um, a, like large gunman that arrives from the surface as like they kind of bring it down in their attempts to escape because they uh want to get to the surface uh simon's joined by like kamina who's like uh, uh, a cool guy guy i guess and they're like we're gonna do it we're gonna escape to the surface we're not gonna be stuck living underground and they try to do that and a gunman comes down this mysterious mech and they have to fight it uh they are uh, interrupted uh by yoko who was also fighting it when it fell into the village uh who is uh the girl of the show as uh, like character dynamic and uh then they can proceed to the surface and have to fight the gunman learning that the gunmen are the uh mechs of the beastmen who are a race of people led by the spiral king that uh kill humans if they come to the surface and try to keep them underground for reasons that are at at this point in the show kind of unexplained yet implicated too uh the main arc of the 15 episodes is uh team girl and the gun building their strength they go from like one miniature mech they steal a gunman uh you know um simone's lagan combines with this gunman uh which uh uh Kamina gets and called Gurin, and that becomes Gurin Lagan. it becomes a cool combining super robots uh Simon can like take over other robots with uh with his miniature one and eventually they get like a whole army a massive walking land ship they, they make their way to like the capital of the spiral kingdom they defeat the four generals and at the end of this 15 episodes um uh Simon defeats the spiral king and he's like, okay, I guess, great, good luck, good job with that. Now you've got to deal with whatever the mystery of the show is. And uh, that's where we leave off. I guess the two things I left off in the summary is uh, Kamina dies midway through. Uh, <laughs> and everyone has to be sad about that. And then the second half, character-wise, focuses on finding Nia, who is uh, one of the daughters of uh, the Spiral King. And she believes in peace. And she wants to, uh, you know end the stupid war and they go together and do that uh but that's kind of the like wide plot of the show as it is so far yeah kind of ended right in the middle of like the the anime is over what's next (laughs) yep um which uh, is interesting because like um i feel like uh anything like 
it's weird because like this anime operates on like broad levels of pastiche. This is kind of Trigger's thing. Um, Guy Nexus thing also in a lot of ways. Like you know, we we watch Die Buster and that's a that's a six episodes of fucking nothing other than really good animation. <laughs> so, um, uh, whatever. Like this is what I would assume the entire show is, and then it ends, and we still got like ten more episodes left later on the other side. So I'm really curious what those ten episodes are. Um. Because whatever's there is the thing that's going to be like inter like different than like my expected plot uh, because this mm -hmm. is the expected plot, um, which is good. I'm always excited when like oh yeah like the thing ended and there's more on the other end. Uh, see Macross for how that could possibly go wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but well, I'm hoping this will be better than Macross. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, it's weird because like I uh, I don't. I don't like love this type of anime. I like, I don't lo like Kamina is like an obnoxious archetype of a character. Um, and he takes up so much plot in signposting how important he is to everyone. So he can die and affect their lives that like the other characters don't get a lot of space, especially early on. I don't know what Yoko's personality is other than like the girl, girl. with the big gun. <laughs> yeah. So having seen Yoko's design for years, <laughs> right? Like just years anime design, uh, but also having like seen seven episodes of Kill a Kill and understanding like, you know, even fully Kill you, right? Like the way these kind of creators create, like this is the like boisterous hot girl type, like, you know, this happens in anime a lot. Usually, I like those characters, regardless of designs, right? They're like, you know, loud characters, and then Yoko's just not. She's just a, like, lady. <laughs> like, very kind of underwritten, and not, like, interestingly underwritten. She's just there. There's some uh, stuff, there's some stuff once they're on the ship after Kamen and dies, where she's, like, interacting with the crew, that I actually think is pretty good. Um, there's stuff with her and Liron that I like, but yeah. uh, a lot of the crew stuff gets submitted into the weird jokes about, like, whether she's jealous of all the boys being horny because the boys have no other emotions but horny and fight horny <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes that's true um and uh so like i'd like a little more from her and i'm hoping you know like i don't know what's like the end of this so i hope we get more character interaction that would be my goal um and simone i is like simone's interesting because i think his like arc is like I don't think it's badly written but also he's like deku my hero academia basically as a person <laughs> Well, yeah. He's like, oh, I, I have no power. Oh, I have the power. And uh, in emulating the guy who died, like, he becomes a better version of that guy. But that only signifies to me how much a lot of this, like, believe in yourself, grasp the power anime is, like, very individualistic and, like, can teeter towards, like, proto-fascism, right? I think... So here's my thing. <laughs> I've been kind of, like, saying the whole time. <laughs> I, uh, I don't... Okay, so I did not dislike watching the show, right? I think it's very fun, but uh, I do hate it. <laughs> like, I, I really hate it, and that's not because I think it's badly made. I think it is the most, like, the way it approaches the believe in yourself stuff is the most poisonous I've seen from any of these shonen shows, and I'm not, like, that widely seen. You know, Sword of Online's worse, but, like, um, specifically, the belief in yourself in a lot of these shows, right, they approach it from the angle of like, okay, you have power. What does that mean? The guy gets all the power, then goes, oh, I'm not fulfilled. But what do I do? It's my friends, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, this kind of takes a different approach, and like, so Kamina at the start of the show, right, is like kind of a buffoon, but every he make he he in the face of everyone thinking he is ridiculous, 
his like self-drive is what causes things to happen sometimes based on absolutely nothing like when he uh steals the gunman there's like a thing that says you know humans can't use this and just he just gets mad enough to make it work like so the show starts out saying like you know self-drive is the only thing that matters but then it go it goes like so much further to the point where like that is like multiple times through um other people stealing the gunman and through like the bit where they show it on tv and it's what causes people to rise up as if these already active resistance cells didn't have the drive until like a man who believes in the individual shows them how to like self-actualize and it just i was like oh god this goes so far (laughs) into this stuff uh the thing that i think is like the one wrinkle here is the spiral king literally is like ah i once knew a person who was like this i mean me and he's like who do you mean who could you possibly mean he's like oh you'll find out obviously it's not me (laughs) you're not me that's the other thing i spent the whole time thinking like i mean this will probably do a gene gundam thing where the last episode will go but also we should calm down once in a while like (laughs) i do know that like expect that i don't uh, i don't expect that out of a show from these people actually i think their answer will always be to go harder (laughs) i will never stop going in yeah Um, but if we're like if we're building to like simon now has essentially the same power as the spiral king who said and i assume he's not lying because villains like this are always telling the truth and they say things like this uh (laughs) if even if they like even if the way they like use it is wrong uh that he was using his like own spiral power to protect humanity from something where that's like once everyone has spiral power like it you know triggers all of the gunmen to go berserk whether it's like ah human development has reached such a stage that it can only collapse or whatever whatever weird magical nonsense answer we're going to get on the other side of this uh, i feel clearly like we we're building exactly up what- to something like now that everyone now that too many people have this power and they're using it in the wrong way it will backfire i feel like the show has already kind of told us what the answer is mm-hmm which is the uh, when humans get too much strength, we're gonna like they're gonna like summon all the threats from outside of Earth, right? Like, oh yeah. The very first the scene of the show. The Reapers are here. <laughs> well, no, I mean, the very first scene of the show, like one of the fam- famous like quotes of the show, is like, oh, "All the lights in the heavens are our enemy." So he's gonna like have to kill the whole galaxy at some point by the end of the show. Is my guess. Gonna need a bigger robot for that. He's gonna need a fucking big. <laughs> I mean, the robot at the first. Okay, I think the first scene of the show is a bad idea because it does the, the flash forward of some kind. Oh and- right, I forgot all about this. <laughs> I forgot about this. They show the, the like the the scale that it was going to be eventually, and like we all know, you know, having watched Gunbuster and stuff, that this is like the way these shows develop in scale. But I do think it undercuts the like yes. initial parts to have like show that in the first scene. Um, Honestly, the first time I watched this, when I was watching it, like basically week to week, that that first that very first scene just completely falls from your mind by like the second or third. I, I had episode. literally forgotten about it. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. Right. Okay. I guess we're gonna fight aliens then. The Reapers are here. Actually. <laughs> yeah. Like that's that's what I, like that that scene was in my head the whole time because um uh well first of all like I I didn't. In my memory, I thought the main guy, the guy in that shot, was Kaminer, and then eventually I was like, "Oh right, obviously it's Simon becoming the new Kaminer." Duh, Simon. Sorry, it's in my head. Um, uh, and the sh- the show got much better, I think, after Kaminer died. He took up so much space. Yes. Um, so, like the first half of the show, there's like 
Oh, at least the, the first third, I guess. The first few episodes we watched. Um, they break out. And then there's like a, a series of like three, four episodes where they're just kind of like running into people and having mini adventures. And it's really weird. Uh, yeah, there's not enough characterization for that to be like interesting to me at that point. Because it's just Kevin goes to a culture and yells at them for their ways being bad. Um, and then ruins yes. everything for them. <laughs> that, that's the scene. I, like, that's the scene where it's like the Kevin stuff becomes like... Like it, it's the one time in the show that they acknowledge that like societal structures exist, and there isn't. It isn't just like you know the individual, <laughs> and he comes in and basically says societal structures don't exist and tears everything down. And but doesn't like you know he he's right that like the things that that society is doing are evil and driven by like this guy's being selfish, right? Like they're sacrificing people, uh, you know, because they only have so much food. But he offers them no solutions. And nothing but like condescendingly saying you should fix this with the power of yourself. And even Simone and like Yoko were like, "Dude, <laughs> dude." Um. Yeah, it's weird because like I I like the way in which all the people end up rallying behind the idea of Kamina once he's gone because the actuality thing like in actuality he is someone who is all bluster and believes more in Simon than he does in himself. He's just like lying to everyone, right? Like he's all like I mm-hmm. just rely on him. He gets me out of every jam. <laughs> uh, I'm I just loud. That's my whole ability. That's what I can do. I can yell and people believe it. Um. And to see people, like, start to rally around, like, the symbol of that is, like, really interesting to me. Especially since, like, we're watching Gundam X. That's a show about, like, disparate groups all over the world seemingly, like, kind of meandering with no united purpose. And I'm like, Jamil could be a Kamina. He's not. But he could be. <laughs> yeah. No. Mm-hmm. I like Gundams. At least this Gundam that we're in right now is not, like, interested in that. Yeah. But it's weird because, like, I feel like that's the natural step. Like, I like that... This- we go from scrappy, like, w- like six people resistance group to we have a ship now. What do we do? Uh, oh, I guess we're going to try to build an army out of it. And like, it's such like a big leap, but like the leap is interesting. Like the, the increasing scale of organization is good. I wish it would like, wasn't a, you know, a guy next show that's moving at the speed of light. So we don't get any time to sit down and like talk about what that actually means. Um, yeah. But also, like, it's, you know, it's easy to get in the weeds. Like, if you want if you want a version of this that is, like, for real, go go listen to Partisan, the most recent <laughs> season of Friends at the Table, which also <laughs> does this. We have a ship, let's try to build something out of it for, like, ten hours. Love to steal a mobile fortress. <laughs> yes. Um, but then, you know, because it's a kind of show, it's a, it's a giant battleship that walks around and, like, kicks things. And um, that part's sick. The part where all the robots in the show are fucking sick cannot be denied. Yeah, that one guy's got a Rystar robot. Yeah, I I just like super robots is the thing that I've learned about myself. I need to watch more super robots. I like it when the robots have ridiculous transformations and super modes. Uh, anytime that the Gurren Lagan just erupts, like, 27 drills is sick to me. I love it. When they get to the guy at the end, they get to the Spiral King, how much did you mark out for his mech literally just being an Eva? He's got an Evangelion. <laughs> oh, the thing I was thinking of is that, that it's just like Trigger's version of Jahudi. That's that too. Uh, because it just it just kind of looks like a Zone of the Enders mech, which I guess is also an Evangelion. Kind yes. Of. <laughs> yes. But it is sick. It is very good. Also, the um, it's the Gurren is the little one, right? Uh, that's the Lagan. Lagan's just cool. It's just a little face with some stubby arms and legs. Love it. Yeah. Beautiful little guy. Uh, yeah. They, they definitely do some really cool, like, you know, action scenes with this stuff. 
Mm. I like whenever the solution is like, you know, the top of it is just so hard it can't be broken. Yes. Um. I do think it's weird the way that Rossio takes over as like the mech pilot for uh, the Gurren after Commander dies. I think Rossio is like not an interesting character. It's a real problem with the show. I, I what- just don't like the ensemble very much and not because i'm like anti them right like i just think people haven't got enough characterization yes like rosie doesn't yeah. have a whole lot going on liron should be the kind of weird problematic <laughs> queer-coded character that i like but he doesn't have a personality really so it doesn't work at all <laughs> he comes up at the start of the show and he's like am i a man am i a woman who can say but like you're a gay man like i i don't i don't understand <laughs> like i get that like the people making this think that that's doing gender but it's not <laughs> Like uh, yes, but he's just like the flamboyant character that like vaguely threatens the boys who can't handle right. him. Uh, not necessarily. He's just he's the mechanic, so he mostly just hangs around talking about uh, we need to fix the engine. Um, and I wish he had more to do because I typically like this sort of character, even acknowledging all of their problems. But he just doesn't have a lot there. Um, I do like the ways in which him and Yoko are like just tight. Uh, wish there was more yes. of that. That stuff, especially towards the back half when they like lean into it on the ship, right? Is like these two are kind of the adults here, like. Yes. <laughs> Because I don't like that all the guys on the ship are just, like, you know, cartoons. Yes, they're uh, all mini-commoners. <laughs> to the point where, like, they, I mean, they're doing something with it, but it, it hasn't really... It doesn't really say much other than create, like, a tiered ranking of guys who can actually be alpha. Yes. <laughs> this is kind of what it ends up doing. This um, is this is just the uh, pyramid scheme of, like, the, the YouTube guys, like, you can have this Lamborghini, you can... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I do oh, I do I mean, really you, wish you we've kind of donated. I do really wish that like I mean I, I think I'm gonna say this forever and always about basically every show that they had given more room to quiet scenes, at least a few for like the different characters to bounce off of each other. Yes. Like to get more characterization because I haven't uh talked too much about the supporting cast other than to say that a lot of them are like these one notes like Attenborough is always like jumping on the fire button and like preemptively and recklessly. Mm. And I think that there's all these characters that have interesting designs that make them stand out in crowd shots, but the show could really use like even just one or two scenes of them talking to each other. Yeah. Just a little bit. And in ways that aren't specifically, in scenes that aren't about Simone or Kamina or Yoko, because, like, there is one scene where there's three guys, and I can't remember what any of their names are, <laughs> uh, but I could, I would recognize their faces and could describe what their gunmen are. <laughs> uh, yes. And they're in the, in the mess hall, like, complaining about how Simone isn't, like, up to the task of being leader right after Kamina dies and Yoko slams her meal down to interrupt them. Mm-hmm. And like th- more of that, more of that, like just them talking to each other where we can get a sense of their personality beyond, Hey, I'm here too. Yes. Yes. Uh, and I would love like frig- uh, the character I always come back to is the um, I don't know his name also but the leader of the like uh, the black siblings crew Kitan Kitan yes uh, I like him and I the show like understands that they have like his thing is that he's like the bluster of Kamino without any of the, like part where it goes right um, but the sh- the show doesn't like 
acknowledge what that is. <laughs> like, Kamina's bluster works because he is written, right, to be the cool guy hero of the show. But the show never, like, sh- tells me why Itan's, like, less cool. Other than mm-hmm. the fact that he is less cool. So that I don't understand, like, when you're looking at this about as, like, a... When if you're watching the show and you're like a boy watching the show and you're meant to take it as this moral about how we should all you know like not give up uh, in the face of all this and through self uh, driving perseverance we should give on what it means that all of the men who aren't Kamina or uh, Simon are like buffoons when they do this um, and I don't and I wish they like dave into that more because like once Kamina leaves the show they finally have the opportunity for it to like you know stop being about pushing Kamina and being about what all these like guys do with the idea of this cool guy over the top of them and it does that with Simon but I think I think it really uh like leaves the ensemble to just kind of flounder uh even though I really I do like them I like the um the black siblings a lot uh they're a cool crew even though in the the episode where they show up um the the girls show up the three the three girls and they both they all like have one line to be like I'm this trope of girl <laughs> in like such a transparent way uh but it's fine I like them they're cute <laughs> Um, and then there's Neo. We didn't talk about Neo at all, who shows up, like, you know, pretty deep into the show. All Episode things nine. Yeah. Um, and is is just the, the princess from Aldenoa Zero, basically, but, like, even more that. <laughs> um, and I think she rules. I love this character archetype. I just think it's not... I, the nice girl who is kind of clueless to the situation is the key to everything, always going to get me. I think it's, like, a it's the trope that I particularly just, like, think is good. Um and I think she's like a cute character. She's uh, she's funny in the way that she interacts with everyone. Um, she immediately is like, "Oh yeah, my dad fucking sucks, right?" Okay, well I'm with you guys then. <laughs> um, uh, you know, she's better at everything than Yoko, which is very funny. Uh, just like broadly, um, Yoko getting so jealous of a child is also good. It's very. Good. It's like the one bit of characterization Yoko has. I like that stuff. I think it's funny. Um, I wish it wasn't in the context of like a beach episode because they definitely like play all these bits as like uh, you know here we are uh, talking about the, the girls in the swimsuits. There's a whole bit about like. Uh, everyone's weird. Yoko's wearing a one piece until Nia shows up in a one piece. Um, but then when like Yoko's like cutting her hair because she shot it full holes in a battle, that stuff's really good. Like all those soft character beats are good. She brings the show down in a way that it needed in terms of like pacing. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's just, it's good. Also, she's got the like big star eyes, like, um, uh, no, no, in, uh, in Die Buster, voiced by the same character. Also, speaking of, did y'all catch the various, uh, Gainax? cameos in the hot springs episode um i don't remember possibly that. not because we got the so at least in my version i had the uh clip show version of the hot springs ah. episode because apparently uh Kamina gets up to some shit that is not okay to show on television which doesn't surprise me he's gonna self manly drive his way to fucking groping every woman um because of course he is. So yeah, I, I watched I, this on Netflix, so I definitely got the the version without that stuff in it. Yes. Yeah, I mean the show is criminally horny throughout, <laughs> yeah. and that especially considering character like other than Kamina, I'm pretty sure all the characters are hmm. like most of the main cast are under eighteen. Yeah. Um. But yeah, crimes. it's it's especially <laughs> egregious in the Hot Springs episode, but the um it might have been in the in the clip show version two 
that the 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 bunny girls who are looking after them when they first arrive when they're still pretending to be humans just as playboy bunnies they're basically all like various gynax girls from previous shows like nono's there and um Oh, I can't remember her name. The other main girl from Die Buster is there, and Ray and Asuka, and oh, cool. uh, Nariko, I think, is as well. Like, oh yeah, I'm looking at a picture just, of this now. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, it's it's I'm just put a it, bunch I'm put it in the chat. Uh, non well, I was gonna say non horny fan service. No, they're all um, bunny but, girls. <laughs> yeah, but fan service of the other variety. Yep. Um, this is this is this is cute. This is fine. Like the show is so horny that I look at this and I'm like, yeah, these are the characters I like. This is fine. I'm accepting of this. The problem yep. with the show is horny is that like, okay, I'm not anti anime being horny, right? I like Kill the Kill. This team can do this fine in a way that is like, you know, Kill the Kill is uh, at the very least engaged with that stuff. Um, yep. This is a show for seven-year-olds. <laughs> really? <laughs> that nonetheless has this every shot, and so there's no congruity between like the drawings of like, and the drawings are like intense. Like they are going like it's ass out every shot. Um, you know, every single like time they can do some kind of boob angle, they're doing it, and it's uh-huh. it really like you know it has it feels pointless and weird because again, shows for seven-year-olds they really commit to this being like a this is a super robot throwback show for children, and I don't understand why they would do those two things at the same time. Um, and it, it's yeah. just a very strange vibe because, yeah, like later on they do they make Kill a Kill, which is a show for you know horny people, <laughs> um, and it's about that stuff. In a way, I that do, this I do appreciate the ways in which it's not nasty in the way Diebuster is. Like Diebuster's no. got a mean streak that the show does not have in it, yeah. um, and well, that's nice, but. <laughs> This has a little bit of a mean streak, but in a very different way to Die Buster. Yeah, but like, you know, as much as the show likes putting, you know, Yoko's in a fucking bikini the entire time and it is about, like, it, it relishes in sexualizing the girls. There's not characters, like, sexually assaulting them in this show, you know? This is, no. like you said, this is a show for seven year olds. The, the, what we do get is, like, characters love to neg uh, Yoko for some reason. Like, yes. Kamina spends, like, the entire time. Uh, like nagging Yoko about her massive ass, which is really funny. As this is Gainax, they're not ass guys. They haven't. They, they don't like. <laughs> like I mean, th- that's that's why Kamina's giving her shit about her ass because Gainax aren't ass guys. <laughs> I guess it is. Like, like they, every single drawing is like in, intensely like look at look at her tits. Like they're all the time. They're all doing this. They're all it's all the drawings of this, and then all of the lines are like she's like, writing her like she's like got a comedy massive ass. And I'm like, first of all, this entire scene is what. Is happening please stop this i know that you're meant to be setting up romantic interest between these two characters please have him stop negging her about her ass this sucks the, the stuff with kamina being like doing that to her i don't like i do like that everyone from her village just kind of is like like you know she's the kid who grew up and like it became really prideful and really good at her job and so they just poke fun at her because she's like too mm-hmm. proud i wish they leaned into that more because i like that stuff where yeah. she's like i'm the hot shit and then some other characters show up who are also good at stuff and she doesn't know how to handle it <laughs> yes because mm-hmm. she's literally fighting off mechs with a gun that's the sickest shit you can do <laughs> yeah no i can mail a link um but yeah, the the way it turns into like Kamina doing it kind of sucks. Uh, it's bad. I appreciate they seem not interested in setting her up with uh, Simon, uh, which is good because that would have fucking sucked. 
Yeah, they they only do the thing that they do in every one of these shows, right? Because uh, Gynex do this, have literally done this three times, uh, where like sh- she's not interested in Shimon, but like extends just enough, just like being nice to him, that as a like thirteen year old, twelve year old, or whatever, Shimon does have a kind of breakdown about it. Yes, but <laughs> um, so they are the same age, according to uh, no, they're not. What I could find, they're both fourteen, apparently. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> that, that's what, short. After, after I finished episode 15, I was like, okay, I got to see how old all these characters are. And I could only find ages for Kamina, Simone, and Yoko. And Kamina's 18, and the other two are 14. And that's all this, I could find. This makes all that stuff even weirder. Gynax! <laughs> the thing, the thing <laughs> I, do, I do like is that Kamina dying basically erases Simone's, like interest in her in that way and reveals it only to be that like his best friend and like this new girl or like we're like getting together he didn't know how to like process his feelings like after he goes through his amro angst of like being in bed for three days or whatever uh he comes out the other side and is like oh yeah you were into him and now we're both grieving together and that brings us closer as friends but that we're closer as friends right like it's good the bit where she's like did you know I have a thing for Kamina?" and he's like yeah i did and they just smile at each other it's fucking good that's a good scene yes yep uh, more anime should spend the time with characters like processing death that happens around them. <laughs> when I, I was I was watching this with um, a friend, and uh, he kept say, he kept he kept yelling about the fact that like people need to just like go to therapy. Yes. While like uh, you know t- talking about your feelings and your grief will help you process them and help you get better, but no, they just keep yelling at each other for being for having grief. <laughs> And my response was, uh, the only anime I can think of where they tell you to go to therapy after something bad happens is Psychopaths, and that's a whole other kettle of fish. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're, they're giving you uh, CBT to get you better at your job in Psychopaths. Yeah, quick side note, I finished Psychopaths Season 1 just before recording. Oh, it's Very sick. good. Yo, yeah, it's very yeah. That's a sick anime. Um, so, speaking of people yelling their feelings, uh, we haven't mentioned Veral at all, and we should mention Veral. Veral <laughs> yeah, yes. let's talk about Veral. So, my, my initial reaction to Veral was to be kind of confused, not conf- curious, about where the culture was at in 2007, re-being horny for Veral. Because if this show happened now be the breakout like be the biggest character in the show by far like easily <laughs> not even not even close he's yeah. just he's just he's just a, a shouty twink who gets his ass handed to him over and over again he's so, like the perfect character for people to love <laughs> so from what i can remember there was basically no well i wouldn't say no love but like kamina even after his death was such a huge focus for the fandom that like basically everyone else got ignored except for people who you know wanted to be horny for yoko but that was like the only fandom energy going towards the characters was all going to kamina that's so uh, it's weird because like I, a, like I feel like you could get a, a direct line from Viral to that guy from Promari that everyone loves <laughs> yeah like Promari does I haven't watched that movie but that definitely seems like a Viral Kamina like slash fic movie for people <laughs> in terms of what they project down to it I'm sure it's not that because uh, Gydex uh, or sorry Trigger can't be actually like queer at all but I know that the fandom loves to read that into it and it just that's just the kind of read I get off of it from the outside mm-hmm. I should watch that <laughs> yeah Ooh, I should watch that as well it's 90 minutes but Viral being like Same. 
Thrall being just like this like loud shouty villain who really wants to prove himself even though the people the generals he's proving himself to like that lady just beats the shit out of him every scene like just jokingly slapping him around as he's like apologizing profusely uh it's good he's a goofy guy i Um, love him he is my favorite character in this show like 100 percent. well he's he's also he's his character as a joke right but because the show is what it is and that has like the worldview that it does he is like inherently the most sympathetic character because he is the one who like has to deal with failure in a way the uh shimon never has to do because the world will bend over backwards to like you know he's the hero but he's like he is the icon of power but like viral has to like yeah compare he's team to, rocket right like yeah exactly right exactly <laughs> <laughs> Um, but what if, what if Team Rocket was eventually given an, a, a, a undying body to which to like chronicle the anime for you? <laughs> like he's going to end up being the like uh, fucking Paul Rochina of this show, <laughs> creating the legend the... of these characters. Yeah, because yep. I thought that as well. I saw so you tweeted uh, for all like the Rochina in the show. I, was like, I guess I can kind of see it, and then I got to episode fifty. I was like, God damn. <laughs> um, yeah. There's no way. There's no way. Veral doesn't end up like a uh, like an erstwhile ally of the the good guys oh, at the end of the show. <laughs> uh, but um, but it's like it's weird that like the the characterization they do with Veral right isn't similar. Like they could have did, done similar stuff with like uh, uh, Rossiu, but they just don't. He just has nothing instead. <laughs> yeah, Rossiu just is like a, a a sad nice boy who pilots too hard and has to go in the hospital. <laughs> yep. To get Yoko on the robot once, and then she's like, "Damn, I'm never doing that again. That sucks." <laughs> right, because the, the the tag at the end of the episode is, "By the way, we're doing the she can't cook thing." <laughs> yes. Um, and then you get the generals. The generals are cool. I love them. They don't have a lot to them, but uh, it's good designs. Uh, love those guys. <laughs> Just show up yeah. to get owned. Uh, they all explode real good and have great robots. That's all you need. So yeah. something something that. Uh y'all won't get to until the rest of and until you get to my next request for the rest of this show is the parallel works which were a bunch of essentially amvs released by gainax after the show concluded and uh the the animation part of them actually some of them are just like goofy one-off shit but some of them uh explore some like side story stuff through uh their video and so you get a bit more from some of these characters who aren't getting as much attention as you might want so something to look forward to is you know amvs good. Good, good. <laughs> yes no awesome i'll watch i'll watch some gynax amvs all day <laughs> oh an- another note is that there are two movies of gren lagon yeah one yes. one they're both compilation movies with like about a half hour extra footage um, and the first one covers what we watched for this beach house, and the second one covers the rest of the show. And they don't re- like. <laughs> there's even less characterization in them. Like the, God. Uh, <laughs> it's it's very funny because like the between um, Kamina and Simone leaving Jiha Village at the very start, and then them, and then Kamina's death. Those like six episodes or whatever uh like five standalone ones or what have you they're basically all like one like five minute montage and it's like and then we went rossiu dari and gimme and then we met the black siblings and then and like that's it (laughs) 
Great. Great, great, great. And and the extra animation uh, goes into the fights, of course, because mm-hmm. now they've got more budget, and they change the climaxes of both movies a bit to be even more uh, what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Um, and then going back to the villains briefly, like, uh, it's interesting to me because, like, is is Lord Genome meant to be a beast man? Because I assume he's meant to be human, right? He created the beast man. I yeah. thought he was a human who has... you. I assume he was a human who has seen the threat of the outside galaxy yeah. and created the Beastmen in order to ensure the humans don't like yeah. progress to the point of whatever the first scene of the show implies. Yeah. Um, and the show's not about this, but I do think it's interesting in which like the generals are all Beastmen, but they're all like different types of Beastmen. Like uh, Adine is just like a hot lady with a scorpion tail, but Guam is like literally an armadillo man. <laughs> yes. There is an explanation for that, and that's why I brought up the parallel works, is because you find out what Guam's deal is in one of them. <laughs> okay, good. I'm excited because uh, Guam's interesting to me. Is like he's he's he is the most animal that is like a person in the show. Yeah, I think I think the the answer you'll find in that parallel work is a fun one. Good. Um, Adini is good. I miss her already because. Uh, <laughs> One, she her beating the shit out of her all is great, but also she just got good faces. Uh, she's Jesse to his James. There's a bit. There's a bit <laughs> in where she's uh, going up to Nia, where she's just got like this giant tongue sticking out, like flapping in the window. She's yelling at Nia. Love it. It's so good. <laughs> well, they were doing like the world's dumbest version of Idiot, and I'm like, damn. Yes. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, the, there's a there's. Like a big part of the show, it's about like the beast men and humanity are basically the same culture, but can't understand each other. Like, you know, this stuff comes out of classic, like Tomino style shows, but it's, it can't be about that because like the beast men are a bunch of like troops created by a human to be against yes. other aliens. that I'm sure are not about, we can't understand each other. I'm sure we just got to defeat those aliens. Cause I, I would guess those aliens are literally like gunbuster, like space monsters would, would, if I had to predict something. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be my guess as well. But um, who can say? I know that the second half of the show is supposedly wild, so I'm curious. But uh, yeah. we'll see. Yep, yep. But the the way in which like it briefly flirts with the idea of like the beastmen and humanity are the same thing, they just can't bring themselves to see it. Is good. I wish there was more shows like that. There's Make more shows, shows like, like Idion. <laughs> um, you know, we we watched uh, Space Battleship Yamato. It's also this. Yeah, that's it's just, true. It's just like you know, worse. That one's less good. Yeah, that's it. It's less good. But like, it's it, that's more of a ground zero for this type of storytelling yeah, than Idiot, sure. I guess. That's, that's just the one we really like. Yeah. Uh, but yes, no, I love this form of stuff, especially when you bring in the like, oh, we've got the the nice princess from the other side. Classic. Yes. Classic plot point. Yep. Yeah, it's just good. Uh, I it's weird because like I don't like stories. Whatever. Like this is one of those anime that exists. Like we're filling a gap here, and it's so much like things they already like that there isn't a lot like that. Like plot wise, I'm like, oh yeah, I kind of see where this is going. And this is uh, this reminds me of shows I like more. And so I don't like love the characters either. Like they don't get a lot to do. But I kind of just enjoy like vibing to it, putting it on, watching it. <laughs> Yeah, it's very no thoughts, head empty, good fun. Yeah, it was it, extremely empty calories anime, which is fine. Like, sometimes it's nice to just watch a show that looks great. Um, I am a sucker for, like, the trigger style of show. Even if, like, the shows aren't good, I will watch them and enjoy them. Mm-hmm. 
high energy robots doing ridiculous shit as like special effects fly off of them never not going to get me yeah i just wish the show was a little uh <laughs> i you know the themes were, were less uh uncomfortable to me uh yep. i think that the it's just it's just i it's a thin line that a lot of anime works right because a lot of anime is about this stuff um at least like this kind of shonen anime is what i mean mm-hmm. not necessarily the mm-hmm. whole genre um but you know, sometimes I absolutely love it when the robot is the manifestation of the will of the person. And sometimes I'm like, that's a bit fash, mate. Um, <laughs> and the difference between those two things for me is like, I realize watching this is maybe, I don't know how, like, it must be like hairs, like a hair's breath to me. Yes. <laughs> um, like, uh, so it's weird. Like, I, I think that this is definitely leans towards stuff that I, I, I find really kind of poisonous in some ways but i was definitely like spending the whole time thinking like is this the whole thing if i just am i wasting my life <laughs> like, <what's laughs> yeah i don't know it's weird great should watch dragon balls what i should watch yeah <laughs> definitely nothing about like excusing fascism to be your friends if they believe in you in that show <laughs> i mean that's not even that Karen Lagan doesn't even do that <laughs> I know, I know, but Dragon Ball is the most, you can't actually think about it, it will fall apart, it is a comedy show. <laughs> yep. I do love the uh, craft of the show of Gren Lagan. I love the music, and I the, those eye catches are all so good. The eye catches mm. are so good in this show. <laughs> I, I like the music, but I'll have to say, after two decades of people posting about it, the Ra Ra Fight the Power song is not actually as good as I expected. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm. I was not super into like the OP or ED. I just the eye catches are great. Every show needs custom eye catches. I feel like uh, it should be an e- the easiest shit in the world to do. <laughs> just throw your concept art up. Mm-hmm. That's not concept art. They did no. like custom art no. for every single yes. episode no, based around the situations. But if they did do concept art, I'd still be into it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But it is sick. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, you know, it's just uh, one of those that's like, I just like the house style. And I understand people, if, if you don't like it, there's nothing here for you. Like, we have friends who are not, like, <laughs> into the, like, late Gynax or Gynax in general slash Trigger style. And if that's not your thing, do not, do not watch the nothing. show. <laughs> just, just don't press play. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. Yeah. <laughs> it's not happening today. Absolutely. Um. I have a question, but yeah. I don't know if anyone actually uh, has looked this up. Are there any voice actors for the show? <laughs> I want to know. Oh, I typically don't look them up for beach houses. Okay, I just wanted to know. I mean, um, there's like stuff, but you know, it's not like I don't. Remember. I, I briefly glance at it just in case there was anything that was super interesting. But the problem is, everyone's like modern voice actors, and I just don't know the the, the anime at that point in the same way. Uh, boring. Sorry. No, I know. It's not you. No, no, it's me. Uh, I, 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 literally just the same voice actress. Uh, a lot of these characters yep. show up again in, um, in uh, Kill a Kill. Unsurprisingly. Oh yeah, that didn't surprise me. Yep. Who is Simon? Let me take a look at this. Common, his voice actor said that this was his favorite character that he ever voiced. God damn! Why is <laughs> so? So right. Okay. So obviously, I liked the show a lot more after Carmen had died. But the first like five episodes of the show, I was like, I hate this show so much. I it's just all about how this guy is like so cool that the world will bend around him to make everything he people does work. Like that character is the thing. People like that character. You don't like that character, but people love that character. <laughs> I hate him 
so much. I was like, just like fucking despising the show. I was gonna get so mad. And then luckily he died. And it was about like, okay, I get it. You're you like booking him so strong that people will remember him for the rest of the show. Fine, uh, but <laughs> Jackson. Speaking what? of how much people love uh, Kamina, I don't know if you would remember this, but back around when the show first came out, there was, I think, this poll for what the UK should change its flag to, to something other than the Union Jack. Oh, no. And there was this oh, strong, no. strong push for it to be the, yep, the Team hump. Garen symbol over the Union Jack or something to that effect. Oh, here's the here's the two voice actors that were worth mentioning other than, uh, you know, being in other Gannick stuff. Uh, Seabone's voice actor is also Rundlehaus Code in Log Horizon. Yeah! I just, and, I just found that one, yeah. And uh, Yoko's voice actor is Kamina. Or not, no, uh, uh, name, <laughs> the lady. Um, not Kamina. What's uh, Konami? I had it on here and then I missed, I scrolled past it. Uh, yeah, Konami. Okay. Uh, just playing more uh, big booby cool ladies. <laughs> Uh, uh, Shimon's voice actor is also uh, in Japan Prompto. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Yeah, of course. The, everyone's in a future Gundam, but we'll get to those when we get to Gundam. Yep. I, yeah, I, I guess it's just a, a place where I diverge from the culture because I don't, I don't understand being that into Kamada in any in any way. Ania's voice actor is also Vanille in uh, Thirteen. Oh yeah, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a type. <laughs> Yep. Yeah, she is Junko and Fulikuli. So, you know, another show you don't particularly like. <laughs> I also yeah. don't like that one. So <laughs> You do want to like I guess I guess I like this more than Fulikuli because I like robots. I like I like this more than Fulikuli. It's got sick robots. <laughs> I think I like it more because it has less going on. Anytime someone's about to die and then like the, the the gunshot rings out and it knocks away like the attack, I'm I cheer. I pop for that. It's good. Yeah. Whereas like Fully Cooley has like all of the same like thematic stuff I hate, but like it also really thinks it's clever when you put a massive fake penis on a thirteen year old's head. And I just can't I just you can't make me take that seriously. Uh, name name an anime more subtle about its uh, puberty metaphors than Fully Cooley. All of them. All of them. <laughs> somehow. Somehow. And, you know, anime, least subtle thing about puberty metaphors ever. Somehow Fully Cooley reigns supreme. We put a dick on this kid's head. Do you get it yet? <laughs> yep. Uh, is there anything else? Otherwise, I feel like we probably <laughs> ran this I, I, one out. Just a quick note. I think part of the reason that Kamina is so beloved is because this show is very good at the capital A, capital M anime moments. Yes, absolutely. You know, and he is such a central part of the, them that of the ones that happen in this show. And of course, that's what you take away from these shows a lot of the time is not the quiet moments for a lot of audience, but the like, you know, the big speeches and the big fights and so forth and he's front and center in all of them and so he lives large in people's memories the other thing that like i feel like can't be overstated is like this is one of the anime that like hit a wider populace more than most anime do like i can't imagine very many people saw more like other super robot kind of shows or even like trigger gynex shows that people watch this right like this is a this is a popular I mean, ass anime you know the rivalry at the time right in western anime fandom no what was it what do you think it was what is the year check the date uh i don't even know what would be was it is naruto 
Right? Uh, I'm, I meant Femeca. Oh, oh, okay. I assume it's like Code Geass at this time, It's right? fucking Code Geass. It is yeah. Gurren Lagann fans being yeah. like, don't watch but that like, dumb shit, watch this real shit. The, <laughs> the Gurren Lagann fandom <laughs> is like, like I think of Gurren Lagann as like a popular anime in the way like everyone watched Cowboy Bebop at a certain point in their lives, right? Like, it's big. It was on It was on TV. People watch this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's on Netflix. Like this is this is a show that like someone who isn't even an, into anime very much probably if they were in if they were watching anime around this time probably watched the show. Uh, yeah, it's, it's why I, I was so surprised that it, it like it hadn't come out for a beach house before now because I I feel like it's at least when I was like watching anime like aware of anime very much on the outside like just what shows float into the consciousness. This was one of the ones that was a huge breakout. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like in in this era it's like this and Death Note right aside from like, yeah. you know Naruto yeah, yeah. and everything. Um, <laughs> But those are like the two that like get huge, huge outside of just uh, people online who like anime. Um, this is a better show than Code Geass. <laughs> this is not a better show than Code Geass. Hang on, hang on, hang on. No, no. This is a, like categorically worse show than Code Geass in basically every single way. Fuck you. You can't just do that. It's because it's got nice animation. Nothing's happening. There's nothing in this show on the level of, oh, everyone turned into the zero, including the dog. <laughs> in, in 20 years, when you get to Code Geass uh, uh, project, Ed's you will have to do Gren Lagan as the backup show. No! <laughs> and revisit it for the direct comparison. Oh, look. <laughs> this is not a better show than Code Geass. I, I like the show more than Code Geass. No! I I do as well, but... What is wrong uh, with you people? It's also, it's also half the length that my son did with it. looks much nicer. Both shows are real dumb, is the thing. But Yeah. There are characters... Like, I like basically the entire cast of Code Geass more, but right. man, I fucking hate the plot. <laughs> um, I don't like... I mean, I, I, I guess I don't dislike the plot of this because it's just the most stock super robot plot. Yeah, yeah, uh, exactly. Like, I'm but I do... I, the, the themes and the characters... Like, the part where Code Geass becomes like a politics nightmare is so funny to me that I can't hate it in the way... <laughs> that you can it's yeah. too funny it's too good it's too stupid i mean it's also your nostalgia show like you grew up with it right like it's fine yeah yeah you're always gonna like code Geass more than it deserves that is natural that and is true but even accounting for that code Geass is a better show no 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 shirley's not in this show i know and that's a shame but uh you know the plot happens to all those characters and it's bad the fucking fight on the mountain is sick. No, nope, we all can't of talk the- about Kodias here. I just wanted to say the thing to make you mad. We did that. <laughs> you can't just say it and then be like, "Oh, you can't, you can't prove me wrong." Ha, I'm leaving. <laughs> I did. I did. We're doing that. <laughs> God damn it! Uh, Austin, do you want to do some plugs? Sure. Um, I'm Austin Ramsey. Uh, I am on a podcast called You Don't Meet in an Inn, which is an actual play podcast about exploring obscure tabletop role-playing games with a rotating cast. So if you like actual play podcasts and want to see a bunch of different small games or lesser known games, um, check us out. I also design tabletop role-playing games. You can find my work at austin-ramsay.itch.io. Uh, I made my big claim to fame is Beam Saber, which is a mecha tabletop role playing game and uh, was used in the aforementioned Partisan. Uh, so, yeah, go go check that out if you like uh, tabletop role playing games. Either one of those. All right. 
Jackson. Uh, I am at headfallsoff on twitter.com. Ah, uh, fuck, can... I forgot my Twitter. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> uh, at not an in, N O T A N I N N. Sorry. <laughs> That's fine. Um, I'm at headfallsoff on twitter.com. You can find the podcast, me and MD, at abnormalmapping.com. There's a whole bunch of cool ones there. Yeah, uh, you can find me on Twitter at em underscore being. Uh, you can support us at patreon.com slash normal mapping. For $1 a month, you get the Great Gundam Project, where we talk through Gundam X and right now in uh, Ghost of Shell, Sandal Complex, Second Gig. Um, that's that's it. Uh, next next time, we're going to be back in one week, and we're going to be talking about Gamera 2 Attack of Legion, uh, which is a, a kaiju, a live-action kaiju film from the 90s. So please look forward to that. After that... Uh, I think it'll be a couple weeks, but we're going to be doing ping pong. So look forward to that. That's, that's what's next on the docket for us. Neil's not going to order a genocide. I don't understand. We're done. Everyone <laughs> go home. Uh, go watch some anime. You can watch any anime you want, but you can't do it here. Goodbye. Kamina. Fuck. Yeah. No. <laughs> Torture Jack with Alice. Me too.